0: We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we have our favorite guest here on the Room to Grow podcast joining us today, Christina Montalvo of the Confidence Project podcast, which I always recommend to everyone to make sure to go and check out. And she and I are talking today about something a little bit different We always pick different topics, I feel like, Um, but we're having a conversation about height because for anyone who doesn't know, Christina is four foot nine (laughs) and I am a towering six feet, (laughs) towering over her anyway, poor girl. Um, And we're actually talking about some of the completely different experiences that we've had in the world purely based on our heights and our height differences and there are some parallels there are some total differences and complete opposites it's actually a really interesting conversation once you dive into it because you can start to see some of the ways that our physical appearance really impacts how people perceive us and assumptions that people make about us and we all know this and 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 height is only one aspect of this of course but it's really fascinating and I had never heard a lot of the stories that Christina had shared and, and I shared uh, some that I wasn't even planning on talking about on the podcast because it started bringing up a lot of memories from childhood even and uh, just different things, different assumptions that people would make about me or comments that people would make. And it's really shaped who I am today, which is really fascinating. And I had never thought about that until Christina and I started talking about it. So even if you are not at, you know, either, either of the sort of more extreme ends of the spectrum in terms of what would be considered average height, I think that you're going to find a lot that you can relate to on this. And this stuff doesn't have to relate to height either. This can be something totally different about, uh, assumptions that people make about you and experiences that you've had in the world that, people make based on appearances. So, I hope that you enjoy this. I always love 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 these episodes with Christina. They're so much fun. And we do this at the end of every month. So, if you want to go check out our previous episodes, I've listed them all in the show notes and these episodes are always available on both Christina's podcast and on mine. So, make sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com for all the details and where to find Christina, all that great stuff and let's dive in. Hey there. It's another episode of the Christina and Emily show. (laughs) Hi, guys. (laughs) So, Christina, who are you?
1: (laughs) I am Christina. I'm the host over on the Confidence Project podcast, and I am tuning in all the
0: way from Chicago. I love it. And I am Emily Goff of the Room to Grow podcast, depending on where you're listening to this. Um, Currently, I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. And... Yeah. we. If, if you enjoy this episode, Christina and I have done several other episodes together on both of our podcasts and uh, we are doing one at the end of every month moving forward. So you can continue to look for that from now on. <laughs> these,
1: ep- these joint episodes are my favorite. They're
0: I, my favorite too. <laughs> yeah. I
1: <laughs> kept a whole like blooper reel at the end of our last episode that aired and I listened to it like once the episode went live. I listened to it probably ten times, just the like the last five minutes of us screwing up and just
0: I was just <laughs> laughing by myself. It was hysterical. <laughs> I wish that I'd left it, that on mine. You were so smart to do that, and I I totally wish I had. I might need to go back and like add that into another episode somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so funny! We'll see how many times we
0: mess up today. I love it. Well, this episode it's funny because you. I think it was you who saw a post on instagram something about the dichotomy between tall girls versus versus short girls and it started this discussion between us and just now right before we hit record we started to chat about a couple things we wanted to bring up and like the parallels that you and i have experienced are shocking (laughs) but in like opposite ends of the spectrum
1: (laughs) right because for those of you who don't know i am four feet nine inches tall and i'm six feet (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it doesn't get any better than that. Um,
0: We're like the two perfect people to do this episode.
1: (laughs) I know, I know. And I'm actually really excited. So um, I actually, the post that I had seen on Instagram was by an account called Food and Psych. And it was just a photo of someone holding a post-it note. And the post-it note had read, the femininity trap for tall girls. And without even getting... You know, too far into what the post had said. I can link to that below in my show notes for those of you who are interested. It sent me into this tailspin of thinking about being tall, but also being short. Like I'm on that opposite end of the spectrum. And I think um, Emily and I were talking off air before we hit record. Like, technically, we are in marginalized bodies and in terms of a height spectrum, right? Wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, that's true actually. I, I've never thought of it like that before. But yeah, yeah, I mean, because it's because we're we're both unusual, it tends to catch people's interest just for different reasons for each of us.
1: Yeah. So really quick, I, I want to read the first part of this post because I think it helps build some of the context. The the author goes on to say, how we look affects how society treats us. The brain likes efficiency, and so to save effort, we make assumptions about psychological traits based on physical ones. We assume that smaller people are childlike, emotionally fragile, and need more care. While taller, bigger people are assumed to be robust and self-sufficient. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Right. I mean, so let's start with you. Talk to me about some of the experiences that you've had. Um, I mean, how do we want to chunk this down? I can even just start at like the fricking grocery store. Right. I mean, what experiences have you had in
0: a tall body? So yeah, because you mentioned grocery store and I was like, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times in my life people have asked me to get things down for them. And in retail stores too, like they know that I don't work there. They're just like, would you mind getting that down for me? And normally, totally cool. I'm happy to help. I'm happy to, to use my heights to my advantage. And it's no problem because I'm always like shocked if I can't reach something. I'm like, what do you mean that's too tall for me to reach? <laughs> so <laughs> I, but there was this one time, it was a few months ago. I was in uh, the grocery store, very obvious that I didn't work there. I was carrying like a cart. I had my winter coat on and stuff. And this woman keeps staring at me. And I'm like, what is happening? And finally, she, she said, could you reach those, it was, I think it was like bone broth it, on the top shelf for me. I'm like, sure. She's like, I, I need five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I start getting them down for her and she refuses some of them because they weren't the ones that she wanted. I'm like, okay, really? Are you going to be picky about this? <laughs> are going to be picky, I feel like maybe that is your opportunity to go seek out an employee because I actually got to be somewhere. But <laughs> but yeah, it happens a lot. Like a lot. People will ask me to get things done for them. Normally, totally fine. That was the first time that I had ever had someone be, be ch- very choosy about what I was selecting for them. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I've had I've had dozens, it feels like hundreds, but it's probably just dozens of the exact opposite experience where I'm like, I don't need help for anything. And people in the store, like not workers, like not an employee, people are like, Do, do you need help? I'm like, No. And I'm, I also want to be very clear that I am known for. Climbing the shelves at the stores, <laughs> okay. But the safety hazard, Christina. <laughs> I know. If you if you hear about a girl from Chicago that like falls down twelve shelves at Costco, it's oh, me. Gosh. <laughs> but but I won't even be like l- like attempting to grab something, and people will be like, "Do you, do you need help?" I'm like, "I'm not lost." <laughs> like, so it's this assumption that um, again, kind of what the post begins to say to say is that we look at someone's body or what they look like, whether that's their height or their weight or whatever. And we make these assumptions. And Emily, I think in your experience, it's, it's true where they you know, people see you as being self-sufficient and mature and you're there to help. And then they look at me and it's the exact opposite where I think people off the bat see me as like helpless and fragile and uh, childlike perhaps. And it's, it's been ugh, interesting and frustrating, I think, to say the least.
0: Well, and, and I, always was mistaken for far older than I actually was. Like there are so many instances I can think of for this. One of them, I remember being, um, 10, I think I was 10 and I got turned away from a couple houses, uh, when I was trick or treating on Halloween because they said I was too old and I went home crying and my mom's like, are you kidding me? Like, she's like, you're 10. <laughs> Some people were like turning me away, but like, getting upset with me and accusing me of being too old because I looked so much older than I actually was. But I did use that to my advantage because at 15, I started going to bars occasionally with my girlfriend because no one ID'd us because we looked so much older than we actually were. Oh my God. So, you know, there's like both sides of that.
1: So I I don't know at what age it was like apparent to everyone that I stopped growing, but it was like the elephant in the room because I do remember like you know my grandparents and my parents like oh you know sometimes people get a growth spurt i'm like i'm 16 like i think the growth spurt thing like has left the building like <laughs> i'm not going to get a growth spurt but it's it was kind of the exact opposite um you know a group of friends would be like we're going to go to to the amusement park oh but like Christina are you even going to be able to go on the rides i'm like you know that's kind of shitty in like and again, off air, you and I were talking about how like, you know, every once in a while, like a short joke is fine. But when it's like the same people always bringing your height into the conversation, it gets old really, really fast. And because for me, it was like, is this really the only thing that we're going to talk about is
0: how not tall I am. Yeah. Or for me, how tall I was, because I was telling you too, that by the middle of high school, I had gone through 10 straight years, at least 10 straight years, of people, like even especially adults, asking me um, about playing basketball or volleyball. And I was the clumsiest kid alive. (laughs) And I, I had no interest. I wasn't good at any of them. And I didn't want to. And I was so tired of answering the same question. Because no matter how I answered it, people would then try to pressure me to play basketball or volleyball because they just assumed that I would be so valuable because of my height. What they didn't know was that I had a friend, I think I've talked about this in the podcast once. I, I had a friend who had convinced me to try it for the grade eight basketball team. I was so bad that I was the only person cut. <laughs> the only person cut. <laughs> so then when people would constantly keep asking me about basketball and volleyball, all I could think was like, I fucking tried already. Okay. it's not my thing. And just let it go. (laughs) Yeah. And it's,
1: it's interesting because I'm, I've just kind of always been naturally athletic. Like one of the, um, are there seven inherent intelligences or nine? I don't remember. I think it's nine. And one of them is kinesthetic awareness. So it's obviously I own a gym now in my twenties because I've always just had really good body awareness. I've always been really athletic, like all that stuff. And, you know, anytime I would tell someone, oh yeah, you know, I played volleyball and basketball. They're like, how? Like, really? Like, clearly I'm not going to make it to the WNBA. That was never the goal, but they always doubted my ability and were like shocked that I was good at, at any sports because I was so short, you know? And so yes, stereotypically, I was also a gymnast, but like, that's kind of the box that people wanted to put me in. Right. Like people look at what you look like and try to make sense of you and fit you in this box. And so, you know, people are like, oh, you like, you must have been a gymnast. And part of me is like, I want to be like, no, I wasn't. I played volleyball, but that doesn't fit the stereotype. So that like confuses people, you know? And so I think it has contributed to me to always feel like I have to prove myself because I would go to volleyball tryouts it was obvious that they were separating us based on how they think that we would do, you know? So like if you and I, let's just, I mean, how funny would it have been if if you (laughs) were at the same volleyball tryout, they (laughs) would have shifted you to the front of the line of like, this girl's going to be good. And I always had to like earn my keep because they're going to take one good look at me. And this
0: is what happened. They would take one good look at me and be like, there's no freaking way that this girl's going to be good. And I was good. Well, what kills me is that in that instance, yes, you're right. They would have shifted me to the front of the line. And I I can almost guarantee that in most cases, even if I had fucked up and bombed out as much as I did in any organized athletic sport in my younger days, they probably would have held on to me longer just because they would be so encouraged by my height that they'd be like, oh no, like we can work with this. We can figure this out. Whereas if you screwed up right away, they'd be like, oh, she's out. No, no second chances. She's done. And I can't say that with certainty, but I do feel like there are some instances where that would absolutely be the case.
1: That just reminded me of not even really like sports related, but kind of movement related. Ooh, this just, to this day, makes me so fucking mad. (laughs) I was dating a guy for a while and, um, his sister had made a comment to me about, um, we had all gone on like a family run together and I had a marathon that was coming up. So everyone was just kind of at this trail. It was a mile long loop around this Lake and I needed to run, I believe it was nine miles that day. So I needed to go around nine times and everybody there was there for recreation and I was there training for a marathon. So everyone had finished and I had still several, you know, miles to finish. And when I was done, the sister said to me, she's like, It's so fascinating watching your short little legs scurry down the path.
0: (laughs) I was like, oh
1: "Oh my God, God. like, you know, and then, you know, people saying like, oh, your legs are so short, like keep up. Or, you know, I had people again, when I was running in marathon training, like, oh, really for you, you've run two marathons because your, your steps are so short. Um, you should get two medals. Like everything that I did always came back to my height and it's like, why can't I just why can't
0: it just be what it is? Yeah. And just accept it for for what it is rather. And and the worst part is like, you know, that some of those people had their hearts in the right places, but it doesn't come across that way. Especially not when you've heard essentially that same thing over and over and over and over again for years. And like that one person doesn't know that I recognize that, but it doesn't make you feel any better in the moment. Like We we were talking about food before we jumped on too, and I was I hadn't even thought of this, but I was so happy that you brought it up because people would regularly tell me for for anyone who doesn't who hasn't really seen me online, I'm just I'm I'm very tall, obviously I'm six feet tall, but my body type is just naturally very thin. It's I'm sure some women want to punch me for saying that. It's just how I'm built. Like I actually have a tough time gaining much of any significant weight or muscle. Like I actually have a tough time with both because I have to work really hard at it. So I've always been that way, even more so like even more naturally thin in high school. And people would tell me regularly that I could only get away with eating as much as I did. Cause I was a hungry teenager. Like I ate a lot <laughs> and people could tell, people told me I could only get away with eating that much because I was so tall and I could therefore pull it off. So then I had all this fear about like, Oh my God, what if that just like stops one day? Like, what if, what if my metabolism just stops working like this and, and I can't eat whatever I want anymore or whatever? And simultaneously, I was also accused of having anorexia for years, years. These, those accusations went flying around. And my mom and my closest friends would be like, have you seen how she eats? <laughs> they're like, she is not, like she, she doesn't have an eating disorder. Like she's fine. She's just built that way. But I would constantly get accusations of that. And and after a while, it starts to take a psychological toll. I'm like, I can eat whatever I want. I'm still getting accused of an eating disorder. Like you don't know me. You don't, you don't know anything about me.
1: Right. And the opposite was true for me, you know? And yeah, I like, I, and I'm the, I'm the exact opposite of you in that my body, I very easily gain muscle. Like I can do one bicep curl and literally people are like, you're jacked. I'm like, "Mm." like, I don't even have a muscle pump. I'm jealous. Um, (laughs) I, I love that my body gains muscle really quickly. It also gains fat really quickly and having an autoimmune disease and a thyroid that doesn't work is like even compounded. But even before I was diagnosed with lupus and all this stuff, my body just gained fat and muscle very, very easily. And the reverse was true where people were like, no, like you're if you're not going to grow tall, like you can't eat that much. Like it's not going to disperse because the conversation for a while, the thought that I had with myself was when I have this growth spurt, then I won't look so fat, right? Mm. Like it'll stretch out. And that never happened. And then obviously this brings up the conversation of like, I mean, can you imagine being in a marginalized body and like for height and for weight? I mean, people are just such assholes that there's like it feels like there's no way to win, right? Because now people are going to talk about your height and your weight. Well, they were talking about your weight, but kind of the opposite spectrum.
0: Much less than also being marginalized in terms of race, too. Like it just keeps common compounding. It, It it's it would just get worse and worse and worse. I can't imagine that. Like, you know, I we're so privileged to have this be the issue that we have dealt with in comparison to anything else that anyone of, of a marginalized race deals with and then compounded by, you know, body type and all of that stuff too. Like I can't imagine. Well, and
1: I don't know if this is a race thing for me because I'm white passing and that's kind of a conversation for a different day. So I am privileged in the sense that people take one good look at me and they assume that I'm a white, a white person, you know, I'm Caucasian or whatever that presents its whole, a different host of issues. But what's interesting is when and this is, I'm like, that's kind of a boundary. When they find out that I'm adopted, they're like, oh, like, is that why you're so short? Like, were you malnourished or like,
0: and I'm like, no, what the, what? Like, why would that even, like, I don't understand why that would be somebody's first thought. I would never, yeah. You telling me that you were adopted, my first thought would never be, oh, she must've been malnourished. (laughs) Like what? do
1: you feel that people – or the people are like, oh, is that because, like, you weren't breastfed? I'm like, well, my sister's, like, tall, so no. Yeah. Like, no. Or, oh, well, you were a gymnast, and so that stunted your growth. I'm like, nope, also not true. Like, it's such a point of contention for some people, and it's weird to have the conversation be about your body. I think whether that's for your weight, whether you're overweight or underweight or whatever – And even your height, don't you just sometimes want to be like, oh my God, I'm just going to crawl into a hole and die because I'm sick of having this be what we talk
0: about. Yeah. Because it's, oh, there's so many examples. Like the number of times that guys have tried to use that as pickup lines, something about my height or like comparing (laughs) me height wise to like some saying that I look like some supermodel or something. I'm like, dude, I don't look like that. And just because I might be close to her in height, I still don't look like that. (laughs) Like it's just ridiculous. it's it's over the top. it's It's so fascinating to me that 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 is the main conversation. And yet, I also find that i I have I didn't realize this until certain people started pointing it out to me over the years, and then i've I've become more and more aware of it. I grew so used to people staring at me, even as a teenager, because I was six feet tall by fourteen. So I've been this tall for a long time. And I grew so used to people staring at me and they often still do that I have become a little bit immune to it and I almost put on blinders. So somebody I know can be walking right towards me and it will look like I'm looking right at them, but I basically see through them and they'll be like, hello, hello. And I basically don't even notice them because I've spent like two decades basically training myself to tune people out because of my height because I'm so used to people like, Harassing me about my height, or talking to me about my height, or staring at me all the time in public because of my height—that I just I tune people out, and it's not really a great quality. Like it's, it's not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Ooh, yeah. I
1: every once in a while, when I feel like people might be staring at me, first I do a gut check of I'm like, are they really staring at you? Or are you self conscious about something? But one of my
0: a very readily available thought for me is like, Oh, it's because I'm short. Mm. And see, I, I do catch myself sometimes staring if I meet any other woman, or if I see another woman who is as tall as me or taller, because I'm, that's so rare that then when I have those, those split second moments, I'm like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> I understand yeah. why people stare. But so sometimes I met, uh, I met a woman in, in a store, she was the store owner, um, last week and she stood up to, to get something for me. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're so tall. And and then of course I'm catching myself doing the same thing that I'm talking about has been done to me, but I feel like tall girl to tall girl, we understand each other better. And she's like, yeah. And then she, um, she immediately asked about how often did you get asked if you played basketball? I'm like, so it's not just me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. So really, this is um, another excerpt from the post, but I I know that you have a story about this. So I'm going to read this and then I want you to weigh in. So it says, when a girl is tall, it is easy to assume she is more mature than she really is. You're a big girl is a common way of saying you're a grown-up. You should be able to handle this. But of course, the fact that someone has inherited genes that make them taller than average has no relation to their emotional maturity or resilience. But tall women are seen as mature or intimidating with others, including professionals, often um, sorry, with other people including professionals often unable to see past their imposing physicality to their emotional needs.
0: Mm, yeah. It's as, cause as soon as you messaged me about this post, I went and looked at it. And and the very first thing that came to mind was years ago, I, I wanted to be a lawyer years and years and years ago. And I got a job interview through, uh, it was like my friend's, my friend's mom knew another, she's a lawyer and she knew another lawyer who who needed an assistant. So she got me the interview. I went in for the interview. It was great. But bear in mind, I used to love wearing high heels. Now I can't stand them. Like I'll put them on maybe for like a wedding and then I take them off like an hour in <laughs> just, just like, no, I'm done. But I used to wear high heels all the time, which would draw even more attention to me. And that wasn't the reason I just loved them. And I didn't, I didn't want to not wear them just because I was so tall. So I just rolled with it. I'm like, eh, whatever. If I wear high heels and I'm six three, it's fine. So this particular interview, I went in wearing high heels, which was normal for me at the time, and but they were especially tall. I think they were like four inch heels. So I'm then six foot four. And this, this woman who was interviewing me was also very tall. She was probably 5'11", something like that. So not, not a big difference, but I ended up not getting the job. The interview went so well. And I I ended up not getting the job. And afterwards, um, my friend's mom actually called me up. She's like, Emily, I don't want you to feel like you weren't qualified. She's like, because I know this woman really well. And she said she has a lot of insecurities and she's used to being the tallest woman in the room, and she was really intimidated by you, and that was why she didn't hire you. Oh my God. And I was like, Wow, I seriously just lost a job because of my height. Are you kidding? <laughs> so that has always stuck with me. And But there are a lot of people who have been intimidated by me over the years, both male and female, like women tend to see me as a threat and men, men seem to not know what to do with me because I'm so tall. Like it bothers them that I'm either taller than them or that they can look me in the eye directly. It's like, i I'm no longer like the petite feminine version of something that they can control. That's a, a major generalization. I'm not saying that all men are like that, but I've just, I've had that, that experience for sure.
1: Well, and I think that's kind of exactly the point. Like I, and obviously your experiences are valid and how you feel about that is valid, but I think it is common that people have a different perception of you immediately based on your height, you know? And I, I, I don't, again, to your point, I don't think all men feel that way, but most of them probably do, you know? And in my case, it's the opposite. Men want to pick me up all the time. I'm like, really? Really?
0: It's such a violation.
1: Don't fucking pick me up. In fact, um, like my boyfriend knows, like, do not pick. I hate being picked up because people have literally tried to pick me up my entire life. It is bizarre. Can you please, as a woman, just imagine yourself out at a bar and a guy that you meet wants to pick you up. You're like, okay, are you going to run away with me now? Like, am
0: I safe? This is weird. Like, I'm laughing, but it's not funny at all. I know, isn't it so funny? Like (laughs) that is seriously alarming. For for real, I would lose my shit.
1: I was at a party one time, and I'm. It was a house party, and I'm standing at a keg, filling up my cup, like minding my own business. This girl, she was probably hammered out of her mind. It was so weird. I don't know her name. I've never met her before. She comes over to me. She bends over, puts her hands on her knees, as if she, you know, she's coaching little league and she's like, you are so, and I'm not exaggerating by how she said this, this is like an exact replication of what she said. You are so cute. I just want to pick you up, put you in my pocket and take you home. And I was like, okay, great. Just like, let me, let me (laughs) fill my cup of beer. (laughs) And please get away from me. Like, it was just weird. Like, who are you? You want to pick me up and put me in your pocket and take you home? Like, so I just, I do feel like people look at me and they're like, oh, you're just this like cute little thing and whatever. And like, people want to pick me up and oh, like, I just want to hold you. I'm like, don't, like, and I actually, honestly, now that I'm saying this out loud, I actually do have like an aversion to physical touch.
0: And I wonder if that's why. It wouldn't surprise me because I, I, I can't imagine I would be so alarmed. It I mean, I think unfortunately as women, I think a lot of us have gotten groped up at bars before. Um, and we've all had likely at least one experience of somebody trying to touch us inappropriately. And that's enough of a violation. I can't imagine somebody just coming up and trying to pick me up. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> I cannot even imagine my reaction. Yeah. Like, it's,
1: and I will say the other thing too is, you know, I, I grew up so aware of my weight. So I think that's probably part of it too, but I think people look at me and I, you know, I, I, I know that I just said that it's obvious that I'm muscular. Like nobody's going to look at me in like one, I, at least this is my assumption. I don't know. I think people look at me and they can assume like, oh, she's athletic of some sort or whatever. Fine. Um, but I'm also very dense And keep in mind, I also have these stories that like I weigh too much for my height. A lot of this is BMI related to like, I'm 20 pounds. I'm, I'm supposed to weigh like 80 something pounds according to BMI. Okay. And so I've been considered obese since I was 14 or 15 um, because I stopped growing, but I didn't stop gaining weight, whether that's muscle or fat or both or whatever, it didn't matter. And so I have these stories of the doctor being like, you're overweight, you're overweight, you're overweight. Um, but again, I'm supposed to weigh, I think 82 pounds is like where I max out at. And I haven't weighed 82 pounds since like fifth grade, you know? So I have these stories that I'm too heavy and I've always had this fear of like, if someone picks me up, they're going to realize, you know, how heavy I am. But again, I, that's less about the weight more about the fact that they see that I'm short and they want to pick me up in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Um, but also kind of the story that like shorter women should weigh less. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And just be, you know, like, like petite uh, in every sense of the word, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's the other part of this, um, this, uh, thing, the post that I want to read again, cause it's so freaking fascinating. Um, let's see. Height also shapes society's view of femininity, which is typically associated with being petite. Fairy tale princesses are dainty, so small and light that they can be picked up and picked up and carried when they are rescued. Traditionally, marriage started with a groom carrying the bride over the threshold. I literally, that makes me want to vomit, the thought of being carried over a threshold. (laughs) Um, Whilst this practice is now rare, its position in society and our mind is cemented. To be feminine slash attractive is to be small. Isn't that
0: interesting? it is and and what's actually it's funny with you reading the part about being picked up, and then, as we're we've been talking about this more, now that I think about it, I feel like I have not not the same way, obviously, but I feel like there have definitely been times where people have gone to pick me up, and I've been a little bit averse to it because I was always worried that there was too much of me, not mm. in the weight sense, but in the like, my limbs are so long and I, I just, it made me feel super awkward because of that, that I was like gangly basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it's and really for, interesting how there's like that dichotomy.
1: Yeah. And for me, it's been, it's been this like judgment of like, Oh, maybe I should weigh less so that people can pick me up, you know? And that's, that's not something that I, clear that I practice now Um, but that was a large part of my, my body image healing because it was that judgment of like, I should weigh less than this so that people can pick me up and throw me around and whatever. But like, aside from my, from my height, maybe my height is a dainty one, but I don't think anybody for as long as I live is ever going to use Christina and dainty (laughs) in the same sentence. And so I'm like a living, breathing, um, oxymoron, I suppose, you know, but I can't imagine the women that, that are still feeling the pressure of having to live up to what it means to be short. Um, or in your case, like what it means to be tall. I mean, do you feel that you've been like under pressure to be like more mature and more like hold it together because you're tall or no,
0: you know, what's interesting. I've never associated that with my height, but then I'm not actually sure if if that's just because i I've always been a fairly emotionally strong and resilient person for most of my life anyway, so i'm i don't know I don't know how much of that is height related and how much of that is just people who know me well just know that I'm strong in that regard anyway so it's it's hard for me to pinpoint that one, but I know that I asked you a question um, a few weeks back about your feelings around being short. And this was before this post ever came up. So why don't, why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting, actually. Um I don't have any, it's at least not conscious. I don't have any stories around like, no one takes me seriously because I'm short. Like there's not really a button there. And while it's annoying when people and specific individuals like, constantly talk about my height, like that's annoying, but I don't have a story that me being short is bad or anything like this. But in my personal life, I was struggling. It felt like I was just being hit, you know, like multiple times a day, like back to back to back for what, for like a week of people not taking me seriously, people not listening to me. Um, just general feelings of, um, why is no one taking me seriously is what I'm saying. Not does it not that sound smart enough? Do I just look stupid? Um, what is it? And I was boiling it down to me being a woman in a male dominated industry. And you were like, well, do you think it's because you're short? And I was like, I don't know if that's where the feeling is coming from. Like, I don't feel that I didn't feel that people weren't listening to me because I was short, but I don't want to discredit the fact that maybe some people take me less seriously because I'm short, which they associate with being, again, a little bit more childlike, a little less mature, a little more helpless and things like that. And that's, I mean, that would be their story and not mine, but yeah, I mean, it's very, very possible.
0: Well, and, and to that point, what, what do you think about the term short person complex? So that's interesting too. Like, Because that's
1: what that's kind of where our conversation had come from, like Napoleon complex. And I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Um, I have always been this way since I was like two years old, before I was even short, like before anyone even knew that I was going to stop growing at some (laughs) point. I've like my parents have home videos on VHS of me being this loud, rambunctious, bossy little girl with a huge attitude. And I, I honestly feel that I was probably going to be this way no matter what. Maybe it did help solidify it. Like me being short and feeling I needed to prove myself maybe was solidified, but I've literally always been this way. So I don't feel that way. Um, like I don't consciously like go out into the world, like I'm going to be loud and opinionated because no one take me seriously otherwise. So I don't, that doesn't feel
0: true for me at least. Well, and it's the whole concept of this so-called short person complex, I think is just very interesting because it's definitely coined by tall people (laughs) for one thing. (laughs) And I think that not only is it coined by tall people, I think, by the way, I'm not even saying that I, that I agree with it. I'm just bringing it up because I think that it's something that, that comes up sometimes in conversation. I think that it also doesn't take an, into consideration the amount of shit that someone of your stature has had to deal with your entire life, like all the things that we've discussed here today. So because if I had to deal with everything that you've dealt with, I'd have a fucking chip on my shoulder. And I don't mean that you do, by the way. I'm just saying that like I know myself that if I had had to deal with everything that you have dealt with being of, of more petite height, I would be probably pretty pissed off about it. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing too, though. Like,
1: here's my problem with it. People will write off my emotions because I'm a short, angry person. Oh, I hate that. That's, like, That's so unfair. No, I'm actually pissed. And even if I was eight feet tall, I'd still be pissed. You yes. know? So I think... It, like let's just pretend. Like let's just say I consciously had Napoleon complex and was going around trying to prove myself and whatever because I felt, you know, inadequate because I was short. Like people write me off. Like I have actual cousins that are like, "You're so little and angry," and I'm like, "Well, now I'm fucking
0: angry because you said that." Yeah, and I would be too. And and that's that's the thing is that it disregards basic human emotion. Mm-hmm. That anyone who is being marginalized in in any way is probably going to be a little bit angry about it after years and years and years of that. that. That goes for anyone, no matter what your height. So anyone who's had to experience repeated situations like that over and over again, they're probably going to have some emotional response about it. And that is normal. That shouldn't have like some sort of complex or some sort of disorder attached to it, that that's a normal human response. Right. Like stop dismissing how I'm feeling because I'm short. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It just it feels really uh dismissive. Or when people and see again, like people really there are times when people don't take me seriously because I'm short. But I'm like, but I'm upset. You know, and I my story is like, and maybe this is an assumption we should do an experiment, Emily. Oh, I'm I, don't, I should just go to Canada <laughs> and
0: we could. I love n- stories that start with, let's let's get Christina to Canada.
1: <laughs> yes. And we should just see if people take me seriously or you more seriously if we're angry in
0: public. <laughs> That's actually a really good question because I feel like you would be scarier. Just be, And I don't say that because you're, you're petite, by the way. To be clear, I'm only saying that because I know you to be. A ferocious human when you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest thing you ever could have said about me. <laughs> So I'm that is to be clear I don't want anyone thinking that I'm saying that about you because you're short. I'm saying that about you because you are ferocious in the best possible way. Like <laughs> yes. So I feel like people would find you more intimidating, but I think it would be for that reason. But but then it's hard to say because it would be it would be more of a subconscious thing for some people because mm-hmm. these people wouldn't know you. They wouldn't know your personality. Right. So if I threw enough of a shit fit, maybe I would still be viewed as less scary. That's so interesting. Do you feel that you've
1: tried to make yourself smaller in, in, in some ways? Um,
0: or, that's a good question. I should, smaller maybe isn't the right word, but you know what I mean. I, I typically don't because for a long time, I, I enjoy my height other than the fact that finding clothes long enough can be difficult sometimes. Um, it's gotten easier over the years because I feel like there's more tall people now. So there's more options, but years ago I had a really, really tough time finding anything that fit. Um, but I, I embraced my height a long time ago and this, this sounds like a weird thing to bring up, but I think this actually helped a lot. So because I was so tall, Another thing I got asked about when I wasn't being grilled about basketball and volleyball was if I modeled, Mm. that was like the go-to. And I actually would have agents stop me, like talent agency and modeling agencies and stuff, stop me in shopping malls and give me their card and stuff and try and get me to go model for them. So Mm. I don't think we've ever talked about this. So I... I did end up going with um a couple of different agencies. Nobody get excited. It I did basically nothing. I did like a couple shows. It was like not a a big deal. Um (laughs) and other than the whole conversation that we could have around the shit that they tell you and how brutal it is, um, my best friend went with me to to a one particular uh meeting with an agency and he listed out a thing of like, I think he said something about my ears, my chin, my nose, something about my hips. Like he like went through the whole thing, but I was prepared for it because I just kind of like knew that it was coming. And we walked out and I was like laughing And my best friends. Like, how did you not take that personally? And I was like, because I just, it's the business. I was like, and I just recognize that it's all kind of bullshit and this isn't where I'm going in life. <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this in life, but some of those things did stay with me a little bit more subtly. Um, But I think that part of what, what what I'm trying, the point that I'm trying to make here is that I think that honestly, part of what helped me to embrace my height was uh, one of the courses that one of the agencies put me through was how to walk in high heels. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why I loved high heels for so many years because I was professionally trained to walk in them so they they gave me like all kinds of confidence and stuff and I would like strut down the street or whatever and people would I had friends that would comment they're like you walk so differently in high heels than you do normally like what's wrong with you I'm like it's not actually conscious it's it's just that I was trained to walk one way in in a particular type of shoe and I just taught myself to walk the other way in normal shoes (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so so interesting. Yeah. But it definitely helped me to embrace my height because I just loved kind of that, that feeling that as a really awkward kid, putting on a pair of high heels and being trained to, to walk in them by professionals made me feel really confident. So I will always be grateful for that experience because I think it actually helped me a lot more than I ever gave it credit for at the time.
1: Well, and that's interesting too, because I hate <clears throat> I hate wearing high heels, and people say or women say to me all the time like i would I would only wear high heels if I was your height. Why aren't you? you're crazy like blah blah blah, and I'm like, I don't like them, and I'm not gonna wear heels just because you wish that you could or whatever you know it's yeah like, <laughs> I just I don't want to I don't like them and when I do wear high heels, I'm notorious for being barefoot and then walking to my car across an Dirty parking lot barefoot because I'm like, I've had enough. I can't do this.
0: Um, and that's what I do now too. I'm like, no, nope. they have like 15 minutes on and then I'm taking them off. <laughs> yeah. And you know, as you were talking, this it
1: should almost be an entirely separate episode. I can't help but um you had mentioned the privilege of the color of our skin, but also I have fit privilege which continues to shape how people perceive me and my body shape and size and height in the world. And then you also have thin privilege. And I really just, I have such a soft spot for women who, again, like maybe they are six foot, but aren't in a thin body. You know, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine the, and I, I don't even have to imagine them because some of these women are my clients. They're tall and they're bigger or they're short and they're bigger. You know, I mean, there are times when I know for a fact that if I was in a taller body and if I had the same body type that I did, I would be in much bigger clothing sizes. Yeah, much bigger. And I'm not even going to say what size clothing that I'm in because I think it's going to be triggering for my audience. If you're listening on the Confidence Project podcast, it's just not important. But I am in a, I feel that I don't deserve how small of a clothing size that I wear, but it's literally because of my height you know, like a, um, I'm just going to use the example, like a small tank top fits me well, but not because I'm thin, but because literally like the distance between my nipples and my hips is like an inch. You know what I mean? Like, so what I have in perhaps, um, width, I don't have in height. So everything just kind of fits. Okay. And that's kind of an oversimplification because most of my things fit awkward um like your stuff is usually too short my stuff is like gappy in weird spots because again like the distance between my collarbone and my boobs is like an inch you know and so it's interesting because it it, may, it has made clothe, clothing shopping both easy and difficult at the same time for two different reasons
0: yeah and we've had that issue for for different reasons as well because i I had two roommates um back in the day in university who they had their moments but they they weren't always the kindest I I felt just from my from my perceived side of things and they would give me a really hard time uh for years about I'd be driving all of us to school or something and so my arms would be on the steering the steering wheel and I remember this so distinctly that there would be multiple times where they would be like laughing that my my sleeves were like an inch from the end of my wrist. And, or they would give me a really hard time about, you know, my, my jeans being just like half an inch too short when, you know, my mom and I had like been like scouring places to get stuff that was long enough for me. And that was the best that I could do. And, and it just always bothered me because they were of, you know, so-called average height. I I don't know what average is for woman five, six, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that's about right. Five, Probably six, around, five, around there. Maybe. Yeah. So they, they were around that height. And um, so they had, it it felt like everything would fit somebody of, of that size. So it just always felt like it, like they weren't laughing like with me, but at me. And, and we all know that difference. Like everyone can, can feel that difference and it's not a good feeling for any reason. Like whenever anybody feels that way, regardless of whether it's about clothing or something else, nobody ever wants to feel that way.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think really like the takeaway point though is for people to just be aware of the assumptions that they make about other people based on what they look like, whether it's just something like their height or, I mean, gosh, we could literally take that in every direction possible color of their skin, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. these assumptions that we make by just looking at someone and then the boxes that we try to fit them into um, and the experiences that each individual has based on how the world has perceived them and judged them based on what they look like that has brought us to this conversation here. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's, but it, it, it's, it's such an interesting topic. It, it really is. And it's, I think we probably even just scratched the surface. There's so much more that goes into it.
0: Well, because you know, there were, there, there could have been all kinds of times where I would look at somebody like you and think, oh, she's, she has it so easy because she's so petite. Whereas you would look at me and go, Oh, Emily has it so easy because she's so tall. But we never know what those what those subtle nuances are that are built and and basically baked into each of our respective individual daily lives and experiences. And that goes for, for virtually anyone and any situation is is being very aware about not cultivating assumptions and just really getting getting to know a person as opposed to assuming something about a person based on their physical appearance. Totally.
1: And it's, this isn't really a hundred percent applicable, but it did come to mind of like the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And I, I only mean that in the sense of like, kind of in line with what you were saying of, you know, I could look at you and be like, oh my gosh, Emily has it so easy. But there's nothing I can do about my height. So I might as well just make my grass really green. And part of that was the work, right. Of like, how do I not attach a story to what I look like? You know, how do I not derive my worth from what I look like and all these things. And so again, you know, subconsciously, I'm sure I have more stories about being short. um, But consciously I don't. And it's, gosh, it's taken me a really long time to get here of like, okay, like I'm short. And you know, it is what it is. Take it or leave it. That's not going to change how people respond to me in the real world. But at least I don't have a button there for them to push, right? So, like, if someone at the store is going to treat me like I'm an incompetent loser, that's on them. You know, I don't have to internalize that.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, and I think that that's so important to remember. Is I, I love what you said about just getting more comfortable with where you're at, and you know, figuring it out for for yourself, and and finding ways to even enjoy where you're at because there are benefits to being more petite. There are benefits to being average height. There's benefits to being tall. Focusing on those instead of always focusing on the negatives can actually really start to shift perspective a lot too. Totally.
1: And like you said, someone is always, we always want what we don't have, right? Of course.
0: Like, Curly hair, straight hair, blue hair, or blue hair. Well, blue (laughs) hair too. Blue eyes, brown eyes. Like, (laughs) you know, there's always something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And
1: yeah, there's just something to be said about embracing um who we are
0: beyond what we look like, but also embracing what we look like. Exactly. Oh, I'm really glad we talked about this. I'm so glad that you found that post. We'll have to, we'll have to make sure to reference that in the show notes for sure.
1: Yeah, I have it saved on my Instagram. So we'll reference that and um Look at us bringing the best of both worlds to the podcast. I Tell love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Where can the listeners listening on the Confidence Project find you um, on Instagram and website and all that stuff?
0: Yes. So all of the information is over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. dot com. Um, RoomToGrowPodcast can also be found wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'm over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. So golf. People never know how to spell golf. It's golf and it's like cough, like a G cough with a G sorry. So yes, it's how you spell golf. <laughs> cough with the G. Cough. Cough with the G. Cough. I
1: love it. Um, and if you're listening over on Emily's feed, you can find me on Instagram, Christina underscore Montalvo. And my website is Christina Montalvo. And I think we'll link to all that in the show notes
0: too. So we absolutely. Cool. Yes. All right. Talk all to right. you guys we next time. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go, though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world looking forward to growing with you